0: four things you should know about podcast ads on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servdomaster.com ConvertKit today.
1: Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host.
0: Starting a new podcast can be daunting, and even when you have your new podcast going, you run into all these moments, all these moments of question where you wonder if you've made the right decision. Do I really want to work? on this podcast forever. Do I like this topic? Am I ever gonna make money for this podcast? How many listeners do I need before I can start trying to get ads? Whatever path to monetization you decide, there are gonna be different pieces and different steps in that process. And today we're gonna talk about the idea of getting paid advertisers for your episodes. And one of the things that make podcast ads different than everything else is understanding the way podcasts work. Podcasts are not radio. There's a reason I don't say I have a radio show. When you have a radio show many many of your listeners are passive they're flipping stations and they end up on your station and as soon as they hear a commercial they flip away that's how we all deal with the radio that's the reason when i was living back in america i had satellite radio i don't want to hear those commercials change station change station change station and most stations there don't have advertising as well you don't have to deal with it very often but for some of the stations you do it's not like television on television You start watching a show, and then another show comes on after, another show comes after, another show comes after. And so you're very passive about what you decide to watch. You're much more letting the television tell you what to watch. Even when you record a program and use TiVo or however you do your DVRing, you then skip over the commercials. Because of the way you listen, because of the way you interact with television, the value of television advertising is going through the floor. The same thing with the value of radio advertising. Many companies, many larger companies, smaller companies, they're all moving towards advertising in new ways because these old formats, they're just not very effective anymore. For a long time, when I first got into online marketing, I used to work in local consulting. I used to help small businesses rank on Google to bring them traffic and some of these businesses, they'll spend 10, 20, $30,000 in advertising in the yellow pages or in newspapers and they would say, there's no way I'm spending $1,000 on digital marketing and I would say, that's awesome. I haven't seen the yellow pages in four years. I didn't even know they still made it. So it's really definitely the best way to spend your advertising dollars. And I'm sure right now, seven years later, there are still people that are total believers in the Yellow Pages. Now, the Yellow Pages, when I was younger, was it. I made most of my business decisions based on the Yellow Pages when I was in high school and when I was in college. Before the internet really exploded, that was how we did business. So if you're a little bit younger than me, maybe you're amazed that we used to all decide who to hire based on a book, but that's how we would look up different businesses. You need a lawyer, you go to the lawyer section. You need to fix your car, you go to the car section, mechanics. All of these things we used to do, well they change, and the markets change. Now podcasting, podcasting is very much a decision. You chose to listen to this episode. You had to find me, you had to subscribe, you had to click download, you had to wait for that download, then you had to click play. All at your convenience. And everyone makes, when they have a successful podcast, when they start to real podcast, different advertising decisions every one of my episodes starts with an introduction and then a quick advertisement but I know if you're using overcast or any app like that you can click fast forward and as soon as you hear the music you know all the ads are finished I'll never add a second ad I'll never be a two advertisement guy I'll never put one in the middle of the show I hate all of that stuff I have one to let you know what I'm promoting let you know what I'm all about and you'll notice it's also kind of hard to fast forward because it's so short they're usually seven to twelve seconds I try to be very very quick share something that I'm excited about, a product that I use, and a product that's very valuable that I have a little bit of a relationship with, and then I move on. But some shows, they have these huge, epic conversations where the guys, you know, it's two or three guys and gals, and they start talking about the product, and they pretend like they don't do this every single episode. But you don't need that experience because you have to understand the way it works. Your audience, when you have a podcast, made a decision to listen to. They're actively listening. They said, I wanna to listen to this show, and then they said, I wanna to listen to it right now when they hit play. I have about 20 different podcast shows in my phone of different shows I listen to. There's some about podcasting, some about being an author, and some that are entertaining. I have three different ones I listen to that are about bad movies. I have a couple of that I listen to about storytelling, all these different ones. And honestly, I don't listen to a different one every day. Once I get into one, I just listen to that one a lot. I listen to a back catalog, this and that. We listen in a different way, but it's active listening. So when you have an ad on your show, it's more valuable because the people have chosen to be there. Now you can sour that relationship, which is why I talk bad about a couple of podcasts I listen to, because they overdo it. I don't need to listen to a four-minute discussion about why you love Squarespace. Everyone in the world knows that Squarespace advertises on podcasts all over town. And listening to some celebrity pretend they built their own website using Squarespace is so ridiculous. It's so unnecessary. I'm sure it's a great platform. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with it. But I've been using WordPress for a long time, and WordPress is free, and WordPress is amazing. Every website I've ever built has been on the WordPress platform in the last, not full 10 years, because 10 years ago I did build a website using HTML, and boy, what a nightmare. But I did successfully build a website with about five pages of HTML using an old template. So I know it's totally doable, but man, WordPress is what I use, and that's why it's what I recommend, and it's free, so. I can't try and sell it to you, but these big companies are exploding and they've become very profitable because they've noticed that when people listen to podcasts, they have a much higher level of engagement. They have a much stronger relationship with the show. Why? Because it's not just something they're listening to passively and because good podcasts only have one or two commercials. They don't have 20 commercials. You watch television. You watch a 30-minute television show, 22 minutes of content, eight minutes of commercial, more than 25% of your television time is spent watching commercials. When you increase the ratio or the quantity of the commercials, it really kills the value of each individual commercial. So most podcasts don't do that because you really risk alienating your audience when you overdo it, which is why any podcast that does too many commercials, I complain about all the time, and I spend ages fast forwarding because it's not worth my time. Right now, number two, listening is massively up across the board for podcasts. Podcasts are not shrinking, they're growing. Something around, 21 million people are listening to podcasts every single month, and the number keeps going up, 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 up. People that listen to podcasts can afford smartphones, are technologically savvy, and buy things online. These are the type of people that you really want to go after. With television advertising, they always talk about demographics. Oh, I've got a million people watching my show, but how old are they? hard to make money if everyone listen to your show is seven years old, because seven-year-olds don't have credit cards. They don't get to make buying decisions. So when you advertise to seven-year-olds, you have to really convince them to then go to complain to their parents that they want that toy. When you have a demographic that's sophisticated, knows how to buy stuff online, and is highly engaged, then you're going to have some very effective ads. Ads on podcasts work. That's the reason large companies are spending more and more and shifting more and more into podcast advertising. I can assure you that as my podcast grows and continues to grow the way it's growing, I'll get more and more offers from companies that want to advertise on my show that I don't use or that I don't recommend. Now, every time that happens, you kind of have a moment of decision. like, do I want to take these advertising dollars? Is this something I'm okay with advertising? There's stuff that I don't use that I'm fine with advertising. Uh, One of the big things a lot of podcasts advertise is Casper mattresses. I don't really have a problem with which mattress is, right? I don't have a horse in that game. Where I live, we don't have the option of cast Mattress because I don't live in America, but for me, it's not a big deal, right? They're not a terrible mattress, so if it's something I want to advertise, I would certainly feel comfortable doing it. It's not like you're selling out by saying, oh, this mattress you know, wants to be my ad because we don't hide that it's an ad. I certainly wouldn't pretend it's not an ad and do any of that stuff. I hate when people try and hide the ad. But then there's stuff I wouldn't do. I wouldn't recommend stuff that I'm really against. It would be hard for me to take do ads for Xbox because I play PlayStation Four. Now, I did in the previous generation. I didn't have a PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. So I'm not totally, you know, locked into one side or the other. So there are things where I would have to make a decision. But for right now, I have serious control over my advertising. But these are the decisions that we make as we grow. And I want to be honest with you. I don't want to hide my decision-making process for you, how I go through things, and the value of advertising, understanding how we make these decisions. Remember that you don't need a big audience because audiences are so engaged, because anyone listening is someone who owns a smartphone and makes purchases online, they're very valuable so you can have a small audience and actually still do okay with your ads. Number three, podcast advertising is one of the strongest ways to start the awareness funnel. I can tell you right now, Casper Matches and the I've never heard of them anywhere other than podcast ads and I'm so aware of them as brands. I've definitely been to the Cast for Matches website, SquareSpace I haven't been to because I'm so locked into the platform that I use for building websites that it doesn't affect me, but we become very, very aware of the programs and the products that advertise the most via podcast, it's the same reason I'm very aware of FreshBooks. And as someone who's always struggled with bookkeeping, that is one of the few products that I do recommend that I've also heard on other podcasts. But that's just because it's actually a really good product, it's not just because they send me money. Right now, anyone that I recommend is something that I use or I've used in the past or that part of my team uses. I don't recommend stuff that I don't actually use. I don't have time for that. I don't need to do that. Starting the awareness funnel means you're getting on someone's radar. Many times we have to interact with or see an ad up to 30 times before it becomes something we're thinking about buying or something we're thinking about doing. And you may notice that you've heard me mention ConvertKit 20 or 30 times and you go, maybe I will check out that ConvertKit website. Well, we say the same thing about Thrive Themes. And one of the reasons I'm a big advocate of those two products is because they're a huge part of my business. The majority of my income is controlled by these two pieces of software. Thrive Themes is continually blowing my mind with all these new features and all these new, t- new tools I'm discovering within the software. So it's easier for me to be excited about it because I keep building new things into my website and I discover, oh, I don't need to buy another tool. I don't need to buy a quiz making piece of software. Thrive Themes has a way of doing it. I don't need to buy a new way of letting people leave reviews, letting people leave testimonials, connect people, finding out what they thought about different episodes and different products. Thrive Themes has a tool inside that does it. So it's exciting for me when I talk about things that I use a lot and I'm excited about it. It's very easy. But for many ads, we have to hear them over and over again before we really pay attention. Oftentimes, especially if you use the Overcast app or other apps, you see the, the ad and you skip right past it. You do everything you can to avoid it. We train ourselves to ignore it. We're trained to ignore ads because we see so many. We often see hundreds of advertising messages every single day. I'm very lucky. One of the best things about where I live is that I'm very limited in my exposure to ads. Now, there are ads on my island. There's a few billboards here and there for different hotels. Billboards is a strong word. There's no billboard that's a full-size billboard like in America. I think there's one or two that are half-size, but otherwise it's usually something that someone put printed out on their printer, laminated sometimes, and then stapled to a tree or a stick. So I don't have to deal with the nightmare, the nightmare that's billboards everywhere. And if you haven't seen it, actually, the greatest movie ever sold you know, by the guy that did Supersize Me. It's a really, really good documentary, and I never recommend documentaries, but it's a really good one kind of showing what it's like and how often we run into ads. He, there's a city in South America, I can't remember which city it is, where they banned advertising, and it looks so weird. It looks like you're in a movie because there's not all these offensive ads everywhere making the place ugly. The city just looks nice. There's no ads on the taxis. There's no ads on the sides of buildings. You can just enjoy living and it's such a different world, but we're so used to it. And with online, unfortunately, it's a constant war between ad blockers and advertisers. For the last five years, I've never seen an ad on Facebook. I've had them all blocked. Even though I do run my own advertising, I've always blocked all the ads on there because I have no interest in that stuff. I hate it. But now, they've changed the technology, and right now, the ads are showing again because my ad blocker hasn't found a way to stop this new technological advance by Facebook. So, in this back-and-forth war, I'm being exposed to more ads again. But when your audience sees thousands of ads a day, they're not gonna respond to one. This is why you have an advertiser that appears on episode after episode after episode because they know it takes time for people to become aware. So they see it in a couple of your episodes, they hear about it in a couple of podcast episodes, and then they see maybe in the sidebar on Facebook and then the ad begins to follow them around with retargeting. So it's okay that people don't make the initial decision to buy from your podcast. This is why they pay you for advertising rather than you just making your money as an affiliate. That's the difference with this type of advertising. Number four, I'll say it again, and this is something you should know, podcast ads are very effective for the advertisers. The advertisers can grow very large businesses and make a lot of money with a successful podcast advertising campaign. I even consider, and I'm thinking about this quite often, I sometimes wonder about cross-promoting and buying advertising on podcasts that I'm a fan of to bring in new fans to this show. It's something I have thought about doing, I haven't done it yet, But if you are someone who's listening and you found me that way, it means that later on I did decide to try that out. I've thought about it because I know you can advertise on different shows for very low money. It's not a lot of money in selling ads to podcasts, to your show, unless you have a really huge following. So one of the things that you can do is by advertising on shows that are a little bit bigger than yours. It's not expensive. Once you capture all those audiences where you're paying $50 an ad here and there, then you jump up to the $100 in ad places. It's very effective and it's a good way to grow your audience, but you can do just as well doing guest interviews and having the guests then email their list to say they're on the show. If you decide to go the route of monetization through ads, be aware that your audience is valuable, the fact that they listen actively, the fact your audience is growing, the fact that they're technologically savvy, and the fact that ads work, those mean you should get paid a decent amount of money to let someone advertise on your show. When you make those decisions, be aware of this information. Now, personally, I don't like a lot of ads on a podcast. I think there are better ways to monetize. I like being in control of the ads I run on my own show. I would much rather use the model of recommend stuff I like and then if people buy something, I get an affiliate commission and only recommend stuff I like or stuff I use or stuff I believe in. That's a level of control that I really believe in, but you may go to the level where you'd rather advertise stuff because you want that quick cash. You'd rather get paid 50 or $100 an episode for each ad. I don't want to sing a song about special underwear, or weird socks, or any of the other things that get a- I hear advertised in a lot of other podcasts. That just doesn't appeal to me. So I really recommend monetizing in other ways and thinking about an entire program, an entire business level. That's the reason my Blueprints program is all about giving you different business components, because each component, isolation, it's hard to be successful. There are podcasts that don't make their first dollar for five or six years. They have to wait for that advertising money especially the entertainment podcast, they have to wait until they have a big enough audience that someone wants to advertise with them. And one thing I notice is at first, they struggle and they go through four or five years and then they end up joining a network. And then they start to get some ads and that means the network is taking away a large percentage of, the, of their takings. So while I'm not a big fan of waiting for money in this way, I do want you to have a deep understanding of the monetization process for your episodes. And these four essential things that you should know about podcast ads and podcast advertising.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.
0: To celebrate the launch of this podcast, I'm giving away some epic prizes. You could win an Amazon tab and have me personally turn you into a best-selling author. To win your part of over $20,000 in prizes, go to servenomaster.com backslash contest.